Hey guys, welcome to the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. In this episode, we're going to tell you about who we are, why we do what we do, and the message we're trying to spread here in Lexington, Kentucky, trying to make people stronger. If you have any questions, please drop us a line. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please let us know. If you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe, and we appreciate your listen. Enjoy the episode. Cool. Going? Yep, here we go. Yeah, we're live. Going. Sweet. Sweet. Hey guys, so my name's Josh Tackett, and I'm here with... Uh, Chris Bean. So this is our inaugural uh, podcast, I guess. Um, Going to be talking about all things strength and conditioning, small business ownership, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of the ins and outs of maybe running the gym, some things we think we've done well, and some of the mistakes we've made, um, and just talking training. Cool. So uh, you want to start off, uh, basically we figured this episode we could just sort of talk about who we are, what kind of message we're trying to spread, you know, uh, what we believe, what we believe in, like, with training and in regards to what people should get out of it, what we've gotten out of it, and what we've gotten out of coaching, what Josh has gotten out of, like, owning businesses. Um, but here we start off just telling you guys a little bit about who we are and uh, why we do what we do. So, Josh, you want to lead off with that one? Yeah, sure. Um I have been in the gym ownership uh, arena here for the last five years now, I guess almost five years. Um, Before that, I've been an athlete pretty much my entire life. I uh, swam, played football, track, basketball, you name it, I probably did it. I was a super active kid, Um, went on to play. Football for a year in college um, and got hurt, decided I didn't really care for for sports anymore, I guess, at that point. I don't know. I was just kind of burnt out from it. Um, yeah, it was small, D3 college football, and that is a labor of love. So if it's not something you truly, truly want to do, it's not. It's the, the burnout. Not worth it. No, the burnout's high. Um, you know, you're still paying money to go to school and you're playing football just because you love to. Um, so... Fast forward, uh, I transferred to Marshall. I was always in good shape. I joined a fraternity. I uh, did all things fraternity, indulged in food and lots of booze and got out of shape and got fat. And, you know, I've, before I knew it, I was 25 and overweight and not very active. And, like, I was like, man, how did I get here? Like, you know, yeah. what happened? It's like, Five years ago, I had abs, and now look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like somebody started talking about CrossFit. I was like, "What is what is that?" And like this is in two thousand and eight, maybe yeah. two thousand and nine. Like that's early on. The very early, you know, pretty early on in CrossFit. Now that you know, I think it started in two thousand four, maybe ish two thousand five. Mm-hmm. But very early on, it was still very garage dim gym, like real gritty stuff. And I like found some videos on YouTube and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm, I'm in like, I need something I'm going. So I found there was one like 45 minutes away from my house in Huntington. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then I found out there was one opening in Huntington, like in a week. I was like, well, cool. I'm just going to wait then. Yeah. (laughs) Just just give it a week. Yeah. So, so I, I went to CrossFit Thunder in Huntington, West Virginia, and I pretty much joined that, that day. The first day I went in and, so who's going to take my money? Like, I'm in. I need something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, from there, it was 
I was one of the first members of that gym, probably the first five. I was there for five years. I grew with the gym. Like, I, I think I was the first coach to come on that wasn't an owner or part owner mm-hmm. or something. Um, you know, like, I just wanted to do – I just, like, ate it up. I wanted to be there. I wasn't married yet. I didn't have any kids. My girlfriend, now wife, was involved with – you know, it was just something that we, we did together. I didn't know very – much about training, I don't think at that point. Like thinking back at some of the stuff that I did, and then like how we were coaching stuff, like it was really bad. Yeah, um, it was bad. <laughs> and, you a know, lot of people start. Yeah, you know, and it was like I just kind of got thrown into it without a ton of formal training, and um, went and got certified with my CrossFit level one, and then um, you know I was coaching classes every week. Two times I was coaching Tuesday and Thursday. Four or four classes a day, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, still working a full time job. Um, and then uh, I grew and grew more with it, and then I uh, grew with the gym, took on some more responsibilities. Um, it was just awesome. Like I just loved it. It was just like I was ate up with it. Even when I'd be at my other job, I'm like on the internet reading about training and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So. Fast forward a little bit more, and I lost that good-paying corporate gig that I had. You know, I just had my son. He was nine months old. Um, my wife was maybe just finished her master's degree in human resources, so I think she had, like, a temp, temp job, but she didn't have anything real secure at that time. So it was just, like, a real period of unknown for me. Like, here I was got my bachelor's degree in business administration. I just got my master's in healthcare administration, and I was working in a field like climbing the ladder, and it felt like it was like pulled out from under me. Mm-hmm. So then I started working at the gym a little more, bartending, working at a coffee shop. I was just like hustling to do things to make money, and then uh, my wife got a job in Winchester, Kentucky, and. We decided we were going to move there, and so like I started looking for places really for myself to train. So I saw a gym in Richmond. I saw some in Lexington, but nothing really in Winchester that I uh, thought was going to be a good fit for me there, you know, in my town. So I talked to my my buddy uh, Corey Chapman, and we decided we were going to open a gym there. And we went and found this eighteen hundred square foot garage. That used to be a semi-truck driving school, and I think we signed a lease the day we saw it. Um, and then, you know, that facility, CrossFit Show Station, we moved three times in three years, and now we're in a 10,000-square-foot location doing all kinds of stuff, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, here, you've since, you know, we opened another gym here in Georgetown, and we're just getting rocking and rolling, so... That's kind of a real short version of, of how it all came about, you know, and um, it was just definitely a, a labor of love. And then kind of having my my rug taken out from under my feet and just having this like real now or never moment of like, I always wanted to work for myself. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was always too scared. And I think the only thing that really got me over that fear is having this feeling like uh, I lost everything and it was still okay. So I was like, man, um, let's just give it a go. Like I failed once and I'm still here. Like if this doesn't work out, like we'll just move on to the next thing. So yeah, man, for sure. For sure. I know there's, you know, we all find this 
find this different ways. How did how did you get in? Yeah, training and coaching. Mine, my 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 road to being a, a strength and conditioning or CrossFit coach was very different from most people. Um, <clears throat> I grew up being not athletic like at all. Um, I come from a pretty like poor neighborhood. My family didn't have a lot of money, um, so you know, mom away at work a lot, cooking for yourself, making a lot of just white bread and American cheese and mayo sandwiches, which makes me want to vomit now. Um, but so I got, I, I ended up being like a really heavy kid. Um, spent a lot of time just running around town uh, when I shouldn't have been. And I was a really heavy kid. And the only thing physically that I did was that my, uh, my buddies and I were super into like action movies and martial arts. So we'd watch action movies, then go try to like reenact them. Um, and then eventually my mom wanted me to get out and do something. And I found karate because I was actually on my way to a Boy Scouts meeting. And I heard people in another room, like, yelling and shouting and, like, kicking stuff. And I was like, this is a lot cooler. <laughs> and so I, st- I stuck with that and never made it to the Boy Scouts meeting. Um, but as it turns out, that stuff will not keep you from, uh, from not gaining weight. So I got, I got real heavy real quick. Uh, by the time I was 15, I was, I started high school, I was 5'7 and 410 pounds. Um, so just through the course of high school, my doctor got more and more worried. She's like, Hey man, you're going to have a real hard time living to see 30, like all this kind of stuff. Um, my health was declining rapidly and I eventually just like, uh, the way my mother tells it is she came home from work and I was sitting in the driveway lacing up my sneakers and she was like, what are you doing? And I just told her I was going on a run. And then I came back 10 minutes later because I had basically just trotted three blocks and thought my heart was going to explode because <laughs> I was so out of shape and so couldn't do anything. And, but I was like, that was like my first like workout was mm-hmm. like, was like trying to run three blocks and I couldn't. Right. And then every day after that became about trying to make it one more block or another half block or something. Um, just gradually the weight started to come off. Um, and it's interesting cause by the time I found CrossFit, I'd already lost, uh, close to 200 pounds. Um, just by going, I went to the gym every day. Um, a lot of it just by myself. I was a cardio bunny. Um, just as much running as I could get in, as much sweating as I could get in. Um, not eating enough, right. Didn't know anything about nutrition. So I ended up just kind of like starving myself, which I would not recommend, um, at all. Uh, so eventually a buddy of mine, uh, kind of just by chance, I went to my stepdad's house and my stepbrother at the time, his friend came who did CrossFit and he ended up talking to like talking to me about like my weight loss and my story. And he was like, you should really, you should try CrossFit, man. Like, I think, I think you'd enjoy it. Like, um, and I'd been looking for something different. I didn't like going to the Y every day. I didn't like, uh, I didn't really enjoy running all the time. At that point I was getting burnt out on it. Um, Cause it was all I was doing every day for years. Did you have any injuries? Like, yeah, you know, I had, uh, I had, when I was 10, I almost destroyed my, one of my knees, like my left one. And I have a, I have really severe scoliosis, which I didn't know at the time. So lo and behold, all that, like what I was doing, just pounding the pavement every day, just kind of made those injuries a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I was burnt out on. I was like, my back always hurts after I'm done running my knees on fire when I'm done. But like, I wanted to do it cause I was so obsessed with the idea of like being smaller. Right. Um, which like, that's a whole nother can of worms you get into later. But so I go and try CrossFit. Uh, my first workout was like a 21, 15, nine of like Russian kettlebell swings with a 20 pound kettlebell and sit ups or something. And I thought it was, it was the worst thing I'd ever done. <laughs> like I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to die. Um, 
couldn't afford it at the time. So what happened was I would go on CrossFit.com and find workouts that I could sort of split up and do at the park during my run. So I'd go and I'd do a run and I'd stop at a bench and do something based on like the videos I just found online. And then I'd run like another 400 meters and do more stuff and then run 400 meters and then do more stuff. When was um, that? What, what year was that? That was probably, I was, I was probably, I was 19, something, I'm 27 now. Um, I was 19. I've did that for probably two years. I'm, I, the year it was exactly, I'm not, I'm not yeah. certain. Um, but I wasn't going to college or anything, just working and doing that. And then eventually I could afford it. Uh, back down to CrossFit Thunder where Josh was a coach. Uh, it's funny enough, Josh was one of my first CrossFit coaches. Um, and now I work for him. Um, but slowly just through being at CrossFit Thunder for long enough, I just wanted to be there all the time. Um, I asked the owners, I was like, hey, do you guys do internships? And they said, "We, if you have an L1, we will. So a few months later, I got an L1, um, came back, started interning, and just slowly started coaching a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, and then for the last couple of years before I came over here, I was the head coach of that gym. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a, an interesting interesting term, but I came from more of a overweight reading all the time, uh, really quiet kid to now I'm a CrossFit coach and uh, strength and conditioning coach. Have my level two, and uh, I'm a block one coach for uh, the company Power Athlete. Um, but yeah, so I come at it from a little bit of a different angle, uh, but it's good, right? You need the variety, and you need you need every. I think you need every sort of personality, like in a gym. Yeah, for sure. With coaching. Yeah, and you know that's. Sometimes people that that work for, you know, work for our company now. It's like I loved coaching so much mm-hmm. that I, <clears throat> people might not believe me, but I paid a membership for five months, yeah, and coached for free because the gym was so broke. Yep. In the early days, like they needed every, they're just like believe in us, like <laughs> just I don't try. know, just yeah, you know, whatever. I just I was like I don't care. I just want to be here. Like yep, whatever. I just want to like drink it in, so to speak. Um, you know, and it's it was kind of a the early days at Thunder where you know when I was there it was a you know I saw the shift of the gym and the CrossFit of like like in the beginning it was like I think all the guys were ex military it was like mm-hmm. a fire breather kind of deal yeah. we just go in and like pedal to the metal every day <laughs> and then like I saw the shift away as people that started coming through the door were like less and less fit and like mm-hmm. we were starting it was just different. Yeah. It was different. It yeah. was different. It was the changing. And now like, if you, you know, fast forward 10 years, like a lot more people come through the doors of the facilities that are not in any shape. You know, they've never really trained yeah. or haven't trained in a really long time. And they're starting from scratch. Like, yeah, most people that come anymore aren't people that are really fit. And that's like the funny thing about it is most people that you talk to mm-hmm. about getting into this, it's like, I think I got to be really fit to do CrossFit. Yep. And the majority of the people that we work with, are just getting start on on this journey somewhere, you know, and not like super fit washboard abs of like what people, people think that what goes on in a CrossFit gym. Uh, so. And I feel like, I feel like that comes a lot from, um, I feel like that comes a lot from people, like how they find CrossFit or how they used to anyway. Yeah. I know, I know people used to, one of the most common things I heard from, uh, from the, uh, 
from people when they come into the gym was that they found it because they like this is years ago but like they found it because they saw it on espn yeah and they thought that was what crossfit was and i'm like no that's cross that's crossfit as a sport right crossfit as a sport and crossfit as a methodology are two different things right um to a degree they can they can look similar there's but, some overlap but they, there's yeah. some overlap but they're also very different things 100 percent. Right? yeah um but yeah like and people would say things like i'm gonna get in shape and then come do crossfit and i'm like yeah well, you're not going to get in shape. You can be in great shape and come in yeah. and get real humbled. Yeah, man. Um, and I mean, that was, that was actually like, I wasn't in great shape, but like when I was, when I started CrossFit, I was running like, I was running like six to 10 miles a day. Um, I'd lost 200 pounds and I was like, I was like, cool, this is great. But I also didn't know anything about powerlifting, Olympic lifting. I didn't know cross training was a thing. I didn't know hit training was a thing. I just knew that skinny people ran and I wanted to be skinny mm-hmm. and that, people and that like i also wanted to look like a superhero so i was going to go lift some weights yeah and but i didn't know how to lift weights so i didn't really get much out of it but i remember when i got to crossfit the first time we maxed out our deadlift like like i couldn't deadlift my body weight Mm -hmm. i weighed 211 pounds or something like that i couldn't pick up 180 and i was like i have spent all this time just like losing like like losing bits of myself and not building anything on top of it. And that's what I feel like that's the trap people fall into. And I think that's one of the things like about these gyms that are great and that can be great is that it allows you to just do both simultaneously. And it shows people that you get more out of building yourself up than out of just tearing yourself down. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not about just ruining yourself every day and being lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. It's like, how do you close fit? What is, what's like number on the scale is a little irrelevant. Like what are the numbers on the bar saying? How are your times going? Like how are your run times? Can you jump higher? Can you run faster? Do you feel good? And are you enjoying yourself? Like that's more important like, yes. to me. For, especially in the longevity of training. Like do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. You know, is it something that you for the most part look forward to? Um, you know, and it's like, it's not fun all the time. So yeah, yeah no, it's got to be a place not. that you, you, you want to go. And I think, you know, that's people are just so intimidated to try that they're just, you know, we have a, a high success rate of people. Once they come through the door, they stay with us for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But it's just that initial thing of getting folks through the door and getting to, to think outside their little comfortable box, so to speak. Of, yeah what they've been doing so and it's nerve-wracking it's different and like crossfit is like that style of training can be really hard yeah right it can be really hard and it's also nice that it's that style of training can also be dictated on what you have to give for the day right you can come in and move around and it doesn't have to be your best performance Mm -hmm. right i say it in class all the time like guys i'm not i'm not looking for a world record right like you don't i just want you here i just want you moving around yeah right that that's it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be red line every day and it shouldn't be red line every day but like yeah people kind of people miss that a little bit but yeah. it's it that they that they can kind of dictate the flow of their and that's like the old crossfit for, like yeah. let's just come in and like it's all dictated by intensity mm-hmm. and like we're going to go hard all the time and i think you know, some of the things that we've decided or, you know, the early days when Corey and I were, were getting this thing running, it was like we didn't necessarily keep, like, set weights for workouts. We wanted yeah. people to create a workout within the confines of their capabilities mm-hmm. and to, um, you know, be reasonable, I guess, for, for lack of a better word, with what their workout was going to be that day. Mm-hmm. and. You know, CrossFit in itself is built around gymnastics and sometimes like the high skill gymnastics. And I think we just created a mindset in our gym. Like most of our members are over 40 years old. Mm -hmm. They're training to look better, feel better and be healthier. 
None of them have any aspirations for even one, even local competitive CrossFit. So like, why do this stuff? Yeah. And, and, you know, some, some people that are involved in CrossFit might, you know, argue and take up the fact that we try to avoid the, the higher skill movements in our general classes, unless people want to be competitive in CrossFit. And yeah. if you want to be competitive in the sport of CrossFit, that's awesome. And like, I want to help you, but I don't know that it's a good fit for our gen pop classes because it's not essential to fitness in my opinion. So, no, right. It's true. It's true entirely. I think, and I'd, I'd agree with it entirely. Um, and I don't think, but those are, those are like the same thing. Like CrossFit and CrossFit is a sport of two different things, right? So you're going to have to do two different things. Right, like I remember, like like and like I wasn't around in the early days of CrossFit, but you, but you, you, you hear it all the time, and you watch documentaries about it, and people are then are like, they're lifting once a day, and they're doing a Metcon, mm-hmm. and that was getting people to like, because you could just sign up. But even then, like for a few years after that, when it had to be that you had to qualify or something, people didn't have to work out to the degree that they do now, like to make it to the game. No, it's a pretty, it's a full it, schedule. Yeah, it's a full. Yeah, it's like, it's like going to grad school or something. Um, but like. It's 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 interesting. It's completely like I support it entirely when people want to do stuff like that because it's so hard. But it also has to come with the understanding that like, hey, this is everyone you're watching at a competitive level are pushing through injuries and they're not and they're pushing through injuries and they're not necessarily like healthy. Right. There's a difference between health being healthy and being competitive. Right. And most people will tell you that they do not go hand in hand. Yeah. No, there's you know, you got to pay pay the cost to some extent right you yeah. know what i mean and um those people do it and and with with high performance comes dysfunction on mm-hmm. some level so that's not what we're looking to achieve in our in our crossfit classes that we yeah. run and you know that's just been our philosophy since day one it's it's worked well for us um i say this you know knock on wood we have a really low injury rate at our facility. I think in five years we've had four or five injuries, mm-hmm. and most of them have been like freak stuff, falling off a box or you yeah. know like we we're just we have some normal aches and pains that come with training, um, but that's kind of our training philosophy at our facility in Winchester. It's what we're trying to bring over here in uh, Georgetown, you know, and we've kind of. We do a lot of strength and conditioning work outside of the CrossFit scope. Yep. So, you know, yep. we – I think we, we're a diverse group, so we have a lot of different training backgrounds. So we can look at the more macro level of training. There's a lot more parallels than there are yeah. differences, yeah. you know, 100%. for the most part. So, like, yeah. we're not doing the high-intensity stuff as much with our athletes because I think as a as a collective staff and team, we believe that strength is – the foundation mm-hmm. for which we are going to build upon, you yeah. know, and good movement patterns, yeah. a base level of strength, um, and not loading with intensity. And, and really the early day of CrossFit, that's what, I mean, that's what they said, right? Like move well, then move fast. Yeah. But I think that message was convoluted <laughs> somewhere yeah, gets, down the it road. Gets, it, get, it gets changed. What was it? it was like, uh, was it's like the one that ends with like then and only then intensity. What is it? Like people put virtuosity. That yeah. Virtuosity. Yes. Um, uh, virtuosity consistency and then and only then intensity is that it I think, so. I think I believe, um, yeah, right. people reverse that right people come in it's like intensity's day one what you're doing yeah um and it's like man i i have i have memories of being like like just like like maybe two years into crossfit a year and a half into crossfit and like 
my like my work schedule opened up a little bit or it got set better so I had like a couple days off every week and it was like I would go work out like three or four times and it's like there's no reason for this yeah there's no reason for to be doing this at this stage of the game and also it, it didn't make sense mm-hmm. right it was a training schedule that didn't make any sense it was just me wanting to be there doing stuff which is I can kind of admire right I want people to want to be in the gym but at the same time you have to still like listen to coaches that are like hopefully professional and qualified to tell you like that like hey what you're doing is too much or if you're going to be here do this or here's a better way to go about it um yeah putting intensity first is not always is usually an, a, a really good recipe for burning out number one and i think getting hurt yeah i agree i agree and that's you know with coaching like one of the things like one of the most important things is like developing this relationship and rapport with folks like mm-hmm. you know and then at the same time like we are there to keep them safe and get them, you know, the results that they want. But sometimes those like those lines get they get a little fuzzy sometimes because yeah. you know we we are on, on some levels you know friends or counselors. I don't know. You know, it, absolutely. You, you you get attached to folks, and sometimes they don't want to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. When really, like we don't do this. We like we have people's best interests in mind, I think, when we are making all the decisions that we make. And sometimes people think we're trying to hold them back or be too yeah. cautious. And, like, we're looking at the long game, I think. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, training is something that we want to be able to do. Like, I hope to be able to train for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking at just this year or my beach trip in eight weeks. You know, yeah. like, it's bigger than that. And Yeah. My goal is to be able to keep up with my grandkids when I'm 90. Yes. Right? Like, that. Yeah, and that's a long way off. Yes, so like you know, within programming and like Mm -hmm. what we do in the gym on a a regular basis, like sometimes in my you're like you're just looking at the week or the month, and you're not looking at this year. Yeah, next year you're like it's just bigger than yeah this week. Um, So I used to always I used to always tell people at uh back at Thunder I used to always tell people. Because they'd get really peep and like and it happens everywhere. I haven't seen it much here, so I haven't said it yet. But people would get really upset by one workout, mm-hmm. right? Or they they wouldn't know what to do. Because we did that, we did like a three track model. So we did like CrossFit endurance, and then we did a strength workout. And people would be like, I don't know what to do. And I would always look at people and be like, You understand that today does not dictate your fitness. No. What you do today does not dictate your fitness. If you've been doing those CrossFit workouts for six weeks cool and you want to do a strength workout do a strength workout just to change it up like if you want to do something different do something different i was like because like one day of exercise uh like does not dictate which direction your fitness is going um and it's it's important for people to like kind of know that and like i feel like that's one of the roles of a coach right and that's a role i feel like i have is to like to remind people that this is like you said it's a long game it's a it's a super it's a long road like that we're trying to like and we're trying to give you the the, the best path there, right? Yes. Um. So yeah. And I think a big part of like, I don't know, throughout you know doing this for a long time is like, some places I've been and some folks it's like hand holding. Yeah. And, yeah. And 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 I think we or what I try to impart on the staff and like myself is like educate like we mm-hmm. there's not like this veil of secrets that we hide behind this wall that we're trying to yep. like there's no magic secrets to any of this stuff like i'm an open book and i'm an open book with our clients 
with the step. Like, this is why we're doing what we're doing and the purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we should all be able to answer these questions. And if, man, you know, I know that all the coaches that, that work on our team now know what we're doing each day, the purpose behind it, and the bigger picture. And I think it's our job to convey that to our folks um, all the time, like always, every day. Like, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. We, you know, like me, maybe not. I've bought into this conjugate system of training yeah. for the group fitness model because I think it's the most effective one. Does it yeah. have its shortcomings? Absolutely. But it's also got a lot of evidence backing it up yes. that it's 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 sound and it's – um, so, like, with that, there's a lot of terminology that comes with the conjugate system yep. that, like, I try to convey that to our folks very regularly. Like, why are we moving? Why, why is this Why is this so light today? Well, it doesn't matter. We, we want it to be fast. Yeah, I need you to move it quickly. Quickly. Speed is the, the, yep. the out, you know, the objective today. You know, like. Short rest, A to B, as fast as you can. Yeah. Walk to the wall, touch it, come back, do it again. Yes, right. you know, and I think. I would like to think if you walked into our gym in Winchester and started asking people questions about their training program, that a, a, more people would know than not know. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't say that about everywhere that I've been, or you know, like it's just some some people just want to go in and sweat, and and that's really you know we're not in the gym for everybody too. Like, yeah. We want people that are bought into their fitness as well, mm-hmm. and. Oh, you know, we're working together towards this and we yeah. feel like, well, I feel like I remember, I remember specifically when I started working for you is that like the first time I walked into like, uh, walked into Win- in Winchester, walked into that gym and we were doing like box squats. And I think we had like, it was like chains or bands were on it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have to explain to anyone how to set up chains or bands yeah. like for any class that I was there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like, okay, they knew what they were going to do. Um, like for the most part, like, and a lot of times, like the only thing that like I notice I had to do sometimes is like tell people to like adjust their boxes because sometimes mm-hmm. people just don't know. It's yeah. like oh, just squat to a box, yeah. right? They'll do it correctly, but they're just like the height difference thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody knew like sort of like I remember asking people like why do you why do you use chains like and I knew why, but just like wanting to have a conversation, people knew people knew I use chains and people knew the benefits of bands. Like it's yeah. And like the style of training you guys have, so you guys have definitely achieved that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad. You know, I, I try to always, I try to always, you know, give give the reason why. I think it's important to know mm-hmm. why. Um, it can't just be do this because I said it. Yeah, you know, I think that's just a BS answer. And I think, I think the, I think there's no value in it. There's no value in it. There's no education in it. There's, it's, it's like, a, okay, well, I could, I could say anything. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a. That's a that's a terrible <laughs> justification yeah. that you could use for literally anything. Go get me another coffee. Why? <laughs> because I told you to. Or yeah. like pay for my lunch. Why? Because I said to. It's like okay. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. ca- it doesn't carry any weight, right? We have adults in our gym. Like I want to treat yeah. people like adults yeah. and like give them the respect I think that they deserve, and I mm-hmm. expect the same in return. You know. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I, I, at least in my brain, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't have a job without members. Yes. It's like, so I better make sure that like, you guys are happy. You guys like what we're doing. You guys understand what we're doing, I think is a really big one. Cause I think especially once you get people that are like in the gym and especially like in like a CrossFit or a strength and conditioning setting, they tend to get pretty invested in their fitness, right? They get invested in their health. And I think 
And I think the return on investment for them, especially from a coach's side, is not just to provide good programming, to, but, but to provide good feedback and education, like you said, right? It's like, you better make sure that, like, people want to know. People want to know the why. Um, and I've told Well, their friends are going to ask them. You know, yeah, exactly. and like their exactly. people that they interact with are going to ask them, like, I saw you doing this. What are you doing? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, what it is. Said. Yeah, it looks cool. And I've told I've told people that have like that like take up coaching or programming is and like because programming is my favorite part of is one of my favorite parts of coaching. Um, and they're like, well, what's one of the biggest things? Somebody asked me a few months ago, like, what's the biggest thing to remember about programming? I said, number one, don't take it personally when people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Number two, you need to be able to defend and validate and like you defend and validate every single thing that you put on that board. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to look at it and tell someone why we're doing that for that many numbers for that many rounds or at that weight. Yeah. Right. That's a big one. I, it, one of my favorite things to do is like read the counter argument for everything that I do. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, you know, like I try not to be defensive and I try to read it with an open mind, but just, you know, like no training system is perfect Mm-hmm. How can we like make what we do better and just take the feedback and and grow from there, you know, going along those lines. I, you know, at different times in my coaching career, I've written a lot of programming. I don't write as much right now just because I'm more involved in the business side of things. Um, I write all the athlete strength and conditioning programming, so that looks a little different than what we run in our CrossFit classes. So, um, but from a coaching aspect, like. The biggest thing is just like the relationship building, not the X's and O's, so to speak, yep. or like the barbell. Like, I like connecting with people. Yes. Um, I like connecting with our middle school and high school athletes, co- collegiate athletes that I work with, the adults and across the classes. I just value the relationships that I have with those folks. And, um, like, it's in a selfish way, like, it just makes me feel really good. And it it is what I enjoy most about coaching, not necessarily like, some of the ins and outs like I like teaching them stuff and I feel like especially with our kids like I like teaching them about your hard work and like how to use a barbell and I think it's a skill that they can take with them for the rest of their life and I think about all that stuff but ultimately I I value the relationship probably the most um and it's exciting for me to see them progress and move on you know now that we've you know, been doing the athlete stuff for four years like I'm seeing the first wave of kids start to go on to college sports and like it's cool. You know, it's cool. I'm excited for them in the CrossFit classes. Like I've seen just, just amazing changes in our folks. Like we had one of our members two nights ago, like 43 year old dad did the 500 for a double. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. That's awesome. it's, it's great. You know, it's great. It's great. Um, you know, and it's just surrounding yourself with people that are just like value hard work and want to do great things with their life. I like, pushes me and it motivates me I think to be better and like when you're just surrounded by people like generally speaking people that come into a CrossFit or strength conditioning gym and like stick with it for any sort of time if nothing else have a work ethic yeah uh you know what I mean or you're gonna develop one or you're not gonna stay um, yeah yeah so like you're around people that value hard work all the time like I think it just it rubs off on you like you see other people because there's carryover to other aspects of your life. So, like, mm-hmm. if people work really hard in the gym, they're, like, usually, for the most part, not always, but they have good – they're good at what they do at their job or their yeah. career their business. So, like, and you're just around, like, people like that all the time. You soak it up. Like, it becomes yep. part of you, I think. Um, 
so like all that's all that with the people is really what drives it and i think that and i think that's a really big part of i think that's a really big part of coaching that people miss is like there there's an there i th- i think coaching is an incredibly like intimate thing right cuz you're i remember the first time a member came up to me and said and like he was like he's like hey i just got on the scale and i've lost 100 pounds and he wanted to thank me for it he was like he was like thank you he's like and i was like you did that Right, and he's like, he's like, no, but I couldn't have done that without like you. Like, the, I, I had to take a minute. Like, I went into the office and cried. Yeah, right, because like, it's a very like people are putting this amount of like trust in you every day in class, um, to make these physical changes to their body that are that are allowing them to, like, to live a better life. Right, like yeah. there, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of intimacy to that, um, and you get to know people like obviously, and like you're spending every day with them, and you're watching people go through like, and even though it's a controlled setting. You watch a group of people like one rep max their like their back their back squat, they're doing something like they're struggling together, mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's a, there's a lot of like connection in for the, sure in those kind of settings. Yeah, no, that's that, you know that's where it comes back. Like people call CrossFit cultish. Like it's not it's no more cult than you know other groups that you're a part of. It's like you see it's, people every single day. You like share yeah. this suffering together. You create a bond and. You have stuff in common. You like to hang out. You like to talk to each other. Like mm. it's not a cult. Just, you know, it's I, just common ground. It's just common ground. <laughs> you like people come together. They do this thing. They work out together. They sweat. Work hard together. They become friends. They like being around each other. They push each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not. But you know, I think on some innate level, we create. We crave attention from others, and we, you know, like we read a book tribe uh-huh. uh, you know Stuart Unger I think is he was on Joe Rogan podcast and was like you read this book it's like we've always been tribal people and like as we progress farther and farther away from that because like technology doesn't it yeah. allows us to not really have a lot of human interaction mm-hmm. I think that's our gym like human interaction is like yes one of the basis of what we do so I think you know the CrossFit in terms of like a training methodology or what they do, like it's not, it's they didn't invent the wheel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the same stuff recycled, it's packaged well. But what they have done better than anybody is create this group atmosphere where people are around each other, and that I think is the value of it. Yes. Um, you know, from that aspect, you know, with great coaching and programming, like all that stuff just enhances it. But just there's bad gyms that are successful just because they have great communities of people that yep. want to be around each other. So, 100%. Um, which can sometimes be frustrating when you feel like you do the other part well. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, like, like you, you watch it and you're like, I could do so much more, but you all seem so happy. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like, and it's it's almost that thing of like you want it, you want it more for them than they want it. Like sometimes, man, people are just looking for a space. Yeah, that's right? that is the hardest thing about coaching. That was the hardest part. You know, as we kind of get closer, I have to wrap this up. Is yeah. like the hardest part about coaching is just getting so. And, and like I've told myself, I'm not going to do it, but I can't. Like I, I can't. I'm like a glass half full kind of guy, mm-hmm. and I just invest in people when they don't see it in themselves. And like, it's really hard when they don't. And then like yeah. you lose them, or like you've just like so. I you know I can't even count how many times like you've just put so much effort and energy into people yep. and you want them to be successful more than they want it for themselves and then to just see them quit on themselves it's like oh, and I think it's heartbreaking it, like, is. it is like man it's soul crushing a, a big one I've always a big one I've always had like along that same vein is like the big thing I've always had to do is always just remember that it is it is 
heartbreaking and it sucks, right? I, I hate it when people that like I'm invested in or that I care about or want to see succeed leave the gym or like don't show up for a while. But I always remember like it costs absolutely nothing to just like shoot them a message and still be there for them and like show them the vet like that they did have some value, that they do have some value and that like we want them back. And it also like once they show up, it's like don't hold it over their head that they left. Yeah, no, right? not at no, all. No, absolutely right. And it's like it's like it's like don't don't e- I don't even address it, right? People people come into the gym like um, people come into the gym. I've been there in a while. And it's like hey man, what's up? This is what we're doing today. Yeah. Like it's like it's like I don't I don't address that they were gone. It's like because man, I'm they like, feel guilty now. Yeah, like, it's like I'm not I'm not their parent, right? And it's not about that. It's like I just want them here, so I'm gonna be glad that they are here. Yes. Right. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree one hundred percent. Like I'm just I'm I'm happy to see him back, and I think, like, you never know when it's gonna click. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, I've told the story several times, you know, to you guys as we're like starting to grow this, the second gym. It's like never, n- like never under like never undervalue the importance of a relationship. You just you know treat people with respect, treat them well, like. Mm-hmm. Make sure they have a great experience because they might. This not might not be for them. Like, but you never know who they're going to tell. They're going to tell somebody. Yep. And like, you never know how that might affect you down the road. Like, we've had families come in this year that I've met somebody five years ago. Five years later, a positive relationship that I had with somebody got us some members. You know, so it's just it's I can't I can't state that enough. It's like. Those relationships are really important. It's like, well, that's not a real good reason to burn bridges or treat people poorly no matter what you think because that too can come back around. Yeah. Um, it, we're not – like what we do is not a – it's a relationship thing. We're not driven. Like it's not we, – we, we're not big numbers. Like we're not yeah. some of the big box gyms. It's like, all right, nineteen ninety nine a month, and we want to like yeah, crush it. Like let's go get people. a thousand yeah. people. Like five people mean a lot to us. Yes. Five people – pay bit like substantial yeah. amount of bills so yep. like we invest in people mm-hmm. and we you know like that our gym model is not based on numbers like yeah there's a certain amount of people that we need to get but we're 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 like a people we're driven by like one or one or two people we really make a difference and it's not a numbers game i think when people come to our facilities like we're that's not that's not our goal like we invest no, yeah. in people um and it's it's just a different business model. Like if if we don't see you, we're gonna notice. Yeah, we notice yeah, when people aren't yeah, there. And, yeah, and you know you know who else notices the other people that you work out with, and nope. um, that accountability network that's created, I think, is super valuable too. Um, I know so. you have to I know you have to go, but if you had to, just because I'm curious to hear what you'd have to say, if you had to sum up what message are you trying to spread in like in like less than a paragraph, what kind of message are you trying to spread? Um, man, that's tough. Like that's the, um, the goal is to get people moving, um, make them realize that they're not made of glass and like they can lift some weight and like, it's going to be beneficial to them. It's going to help them. Um, getting stronger is going to be more beneficial, you know, in, in the beginning than going out and doing all this cardio. And Mm. I think, um, help people realize that they're capable of so much more, you know, just, I I believe because I've seen it happen in my own life. Like I was just in this little box of like my comfort world of like heavy booze partying, like just, this is what I did. You know what I mean? And then like I got into this CrossFit thing and then like my comfort zone exploded 
um, with all these different things. Like I've done, I, I, I did a half Ironman. Like who the hell? Like I would have never thought I would have done that. Yeah, I've ran, I ran a thirty-one mile trail run. Like why? I don't know. Like it just sounds do fun. It, yeah, yeah. Just do it. Um, like we just it just opened up my horizon to like so much more, and I think. That's where the growth starts to happen. Like yep. we just all and, and like on some level, I'm sure I'm in a comfort zone right now of like, of course, you know. But I, I did put myself in this CrossFit thing, and it just opened me up to so much more of these relationships. These, I mean, I've done adventure races, five Ks, ten Ks, half marathons, half Ironman. Like that was crazy yeah. thing for me to think about doing. I did um, so twenty four hour go ruck races. And then, and then, like, and then it carried over to my family life. Like, we hikes together, and like, it just changed kind of what we did for fun, and it'd be a more active family. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it, I know it's just working out, but it's had a sub- substantial impact on the right. last. You know, like, I just I'm there. I keep having to remember how old I am now. I'm 37 now, so I think I got involved in this when I was 26, and like, mm-hmm. it's just. Man, it's been wild. Yeah. Uh, just to see, like, how much stuff has changed. You know, before Friday night was, like, going and having drinks, food. And, like, now it's, like, I want to get up early Saturday morning. Go work out with my friends, Because <laughs> I'm going right? to go work out with my friends and maybe go for a run or, like, go to yoga class. Like, it's just, like, it just has a substantial impact. So Yeah, man. Um, it's – I'm trying to help spread that to other people and maybe have some influence in in a positive way on – their life and their, you know, their family, I guess. I think yeah. it makes us better. It makes us better. Training hard and doing the things that we do make us better people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the general message. Yeah, dude. You know, that, so. Yeah, summed it up really well. So we hope to do this every every week, right? It's the goal. Um, if you've listened to this point in the podcast, like, Thank you. Appreciate and it. <laughs> s- send us some input. Um, you know, make sure, leave us reviews. If you want to hear us talk about certain topics, like send us a message and let us know. I'm sure we'll need some ideas at some point to yep. keep this thing rolling. And yep. we'd love to have your guys' help. Yep. 100%. All right. Well, we look forward to uh, to the next one. Yep. See you guys.